Welcome back into Bearcat Rewind as we are getting set for a holiday week. Thanksgiving coming up in just a couple days. So as you're getting set to go out, see family, some family dinners, see grandma. We're bringing in some Bearcat family into the studio. We have Matt Gorder joining us uh, 20 years as one of the voices of the Bearcat Radio Network. Is that correct, Matt? That's correct. 20 years. That's a long, long time. It's great to have you back in studio. Probably feels kind of nice ripping the Band-Aid off of talking into a microphone in studio. Of course, you're still the PA, and you're still doing right. a lot of that for Northwest Athletics, but getting you back in a radio studio has to feel good. You know, it is. It is. It's it's kind of cool, especially, you know, having gone to school here, and, and these studios now all look so much different, <laughs> so much better, but it's just cool to be, you know, on the top floor of Wells Hall once again. A lot of a lot of folks have passed through here, a lot of talented people. You're yourself one of them, of course, and so it's great to have you back in. And we're getting set for Northwest Missouri State football going on the road facing Grand Valley State, the second round of the NCAA Division II playoffs. 18 straight years in the playoffs for Northwest, taking on some of the best Division II football has to offer. But one of those things that goes back to whenever Coach T was the head coach, too, it's tradition of being together over Thanksgiving. And yeah. that means you're playing deep into the season. That's that's one thing that uh, we're spoiled with, but it's great to see. You know, what's so cool is you hear within the Northwest Athletic Department all the time the, the word family. You know, there was the one year that Northwest, and I can't remember which year it was, they put family on the back of their jerseys for the national championship game. Um, and part of that is spending holidays together, you know, and, and Thanksgiving is one of those. And, you know, what's really neat to see is you've got local organizations, you know, that will will become a part of that and help the players that, you know, may not be able to go home because they're practicing and that sort of thing and have a get together for them, that sort of stuff, you know, so that they can they can be together as a family. But yet the community is kind of the extended family. And that's that's really what's neat about it this time of year. They find a way to get one of those Thanksgiving meals. They get the, the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the green beans, all yep. that good stuff. Yep. They get to be with their football family. Before long, of course, Christmas break rolls around and these uh, these student-athletes will be heading back home after the last game of the season, which we're hoping ends with the national championship. You know, plenty of work to do to get to that point, but they'll be home in December, get to catch up with family, but this is a pretty special time to be together over the Thanksgiving holidays. When you think back from 99 to 2018, correct? Yes. On As part of the Bearcat Radio Network, so many playoff memories, so much with Grand Valley State, which we'll get into a little bit. But what games, what memories stick out in your mind? Boy, I tell you, uh, what was real neat about it is after spending so much time in Florence, Alabama, you know, in, in the 2000s, um, we felt like we had family down there. You know, so it was always cool. You know, we'd, we'd travel with the team, as you know, and we'd get there usually Wednesday before the championship game. Not a whole lot that you have to do if you're not playing or coaching or whatever. And we just got to meet so many great people down there and, and have experiences in, in Florence. You know, like I remember going to, to Muscle Shoals and the, uh, the Music Hall of Fame down there and seeing all that sort of stuff, you know. So, yeah, there's a lot of games that stick out in my mind. But with trips like that and, and this time of year in the playoffs, you're usually going to places that are – you know, different than obviously the conference cities you go to each and every year. And so you're always getting to experience different things. And I always thought that was really cool about it. And then you get into the games and, and you know, that amps up the fun <laughs> and adds to it. But, man, so many games, you know, the Grand Valley games, the, I mean, there's just so many of them. It's hard to put your finger on it because most of the time those games were, you know, one, two touchdown games. You'd have a blowout or two here and there. Um but you think back on 
how many great plays there were, how many close plays maybe didn't go our way, you know, different things like that. And that's what you picture in college football. And, and we got to experience that. Well, still experiencing that. But for me, uh, while I was on the air, you knew every year you were going to experience something special, um, whether it be um, like 2000 when we lost in the first round here uh, after having the back-to-back championships. I believe it was the first round, either first or second. Anyway, we thought that year there was no way that was going to happen. We thought this is a 3 P. We had a good team. But that was a tough loss, you know. But those tough losses and losses that hurt like that, typically happen in the playoffs you know um only one team that makes the postseason to use the old cliche comes away with a win at the end of the year you know and so even the tough losses the the games you wanted to see them win just the game experience itself and how well bearcat nation travels and they have for years and that is so cool to always see so much green in the stands no matter where the game was some of my first experiences of, of being able to travel with Northwest football and see some of those games on the road, especially in the postseason, was 2010 when I was a sideline reporter for yourself and John Coffey. Yep. And, uh, you know, one of the worst sideline reporters probably ever had, but still got to travel, which yeah. was great. And one of the first ones we went to was Texas A&M Kingsville. And heading down to Kingsville, and like, oh, man, the weather's great. It's like a snowstorm up in Maryville. Bunch of Bearcat fans there. Yeah. Well, this makes sense. Everybody wants to head to the warmer climate. Sure. Come back, a, a tremendous victory there. Uh, Josh Baker, Jake Soy, they were fantastic throughout that football game. Blake Bulls. Next week, you go up to Duluth, Minnesota, to where it was wind yeah. chills like what thirty below. Yep, insane up there. And there's a bunch of Northwest people sitting there in like dangerous weather conditions, absolutely as, cold as it was. Like these people are dedicated to this university, to this program, and not many places get that. Well, and what's fitting about that game from from our standpoint, being up in the booth, you know, we could see obviously outside and over the top of the stadium. But what was so fitting and what sticks in my mind about that game is in the distance you saw a, a ski jump, you know, like they're using the Olympics, uh, covered in snow off in the distance. I said. Yeah, the way today's weather is, that seems perfectly right. That I should be able to see a ski jump from the booth, you know. And and I w- that was also one of the years I was glad I was in a booth and not on the sideline. Although, when I was sideline reporter in 96, is when Jesse Haynes made that catch at Nebraska-Omaha to put Northwest into the second round where we traveled out to northern Colorado. But that game... It was chilly at the start of the game, and they had the old AstroTurf, you know, the the uh, stuff that they used to use before now the synthetic turf that you mm-hmm. see. And I can remember as the game went on, it was kind of sprinkling and cold. I remember kicking up ice chips on the sideline in the fourth quarter because it had gotten that cold. And then looking up at the, the uh, booth, the radio booth and scorers booth and all that, and all you saw were white towels because it was steaming up the inside of the windows. And so everybody was, between every play, having to wipe off the fog and the steam from the inside. (laughs) And I'm like, well, at least I have a better view of the game. It may be a little colder, but at least we got a better view of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so it's funny because we go through the final regular season game against Emporia State this year. Sam Reeves, our sideline reporter, he's like, boy, it's going to be pretty cold out there. We leave Maryville. It's probably upper 20s. We get there. It's like mid-30s. The sun's out. It's supposed to be a high of like 40, 42, something like that. Yeah. Sam's like, I'm ready for cold weather. I'm like, Sam, you don't know what cold weather is. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Nice. That's tropical right there. That's shorts weather when you get into some of the <laughs> late November, early December games, mid-December games. Uh, you know, And there were, there were a few in Florence that were 
really nice days, but there were some cold ones down there. You know, you'd think getting down to Alabama that it wouldn't be too terribly cold, but there were some pretty cold games down in Florence too. So you knew it was when you got this time of year, it was kind of a, a crapshoot as far as the weather. You may get good weather, but you may not. And then when the regions changed, because uh, we used to travel south for uh, postseason play a lot, you know, so we, we'd go to Texas, you know, and, and play in Texas like Kingsville and places like that. And then they make a switch in regions, and then all of a sudden our travel, we're the kind of one of the southern teams now, you know, uh, along with the other MIAA schools. And so that changed it when you had to start traveling to Michigan and stuff like that in the postseason. Then, then you just knew it was going to be cold. But, um, yeah, it's been very interesting over the years, you know, with changes like that and getting to see these different places that I was talking about. We'd love to see the Lone Star Conference coming back up to uh, to Maryville, yeah. where we used to have. Uh, oh, yeah. That, they wouldn't have a chance. Imagine them, too, if they had to travel to Michigan. You know, we think about going to Michigan and it being cold and snowy, and we can handle it. It's tough. But, yeah, imagine having to go from Texas up to For Michigan sure. this time of year. That'd be rough. Well, Northwest Missouri State getting ready to go to Michigan, facing Grand Valley State in Allendale. Uh, two of the storied programs in NCAA Division II football. You were up there the last time Northwest made the trip in 2018, a 42-17 victory for the Bearcats. This is just fun seeing these two teams get together. And uh, Again, it's more recent, but it feels like a couple just playoff rivals that you kind of look at and you think about, you know, for a long time it was the 49ers and Cowboys in the NFL. Yeah. You kind of think about every level has their big-time playoff rivals. And in D2, this is it. Well, and when you talk about kind of the start of that, um, Northwest got the championships in 98-99. And uh, at that time, Brian Kelly was the coach at Grand Valley State. Um, obviously went on to Notre Dame, now at LSU. But he was the coach there and had many great years. And then when he got into the early 2000s, they were on a 20-game winning streak at one point. Uh, they had they, they were like 40 and two, I believe it was, over the course of two or three seasons, you know. And so they were coming up pretty much the same time Northwest was in terms of what we see today. So the early 2000s, I mean, you look at, at Grand Valley; they won, you know, Cullen Finnerty when he was the quarterback. He won three national championships as their starting quarterback, including mm -hmm. his freshman year, and. They won four out of five, and then the year before that started, they were the national runner-up, you know, and this is right around the time when Northwest had, had gotten good as well. And so, of course, you're going to see each other a lot when you have crossovers, and at that time, we were in different regions. So we would usually see them in the semifinals or the finals or something like that. You know, we wouldn't see them in the second round like we do now. So, yeah, between that, even when Chuck Martin took over for uh, for Brian Kelly, he carried on what – Kelly had started there and you know like I said they had those four out of five national championships and then kind of had a little bit of a lull um, after that but now back at it huge win for them over Ferris earlier this year you know that to get them in a position to host this year that year in, in 18 I remember going up there that was the first time um, we had been to Luber Stadium Northwest played them in 84 up there in a regular season game, but everything else was either in Florence or here in Maryville uh, from that point on. So going up there was an interesting experience. Um, I remember in the early part of that game in 2018, we scored our first touchdown, kicked the extra point, and a student had just sat down you know, behind, behind, behind the goalposts. Well, he caught the extra point, and then he takes it, turns around, and he 
punts it out of the stadium. <laughs> I mean, kid hadn't been sitting there for probably three minutes, you know, and and he actually there were there were uh, two female students that were sitting there, and he was under a blanket with them. I was like, oh, that's a that's a good, you know, that's that's a good idea. Well, he was only there a couple minutes because then he does that, and <laughs> next thing you know, there's a few security guards around him, and he didn't see any more of the game the game live. So that was funny, but no, that year, you know, it, we played a great game up there, and. Um, the afterwards talking to the the radio crew from grand valley they were like you know you play like this next week you're not going to have a problem with ferris state you know no problem of course we know how that turned out unfortunately but um you know it was neat to go up there and get a chance to win up there which for everybody playing at the time was the first time going to grand valley and playing up there in michigan so yeah so many memorable players you know memorable uh coaches that were part of these matchups in the early 2000s that a lot of them went on to get at least a cup of coffee in the NFL if not you know had an opportunity to to play for a few years or more in the NFL and that's what's real neat about it you know when you get to this level and you're playing each other in the playoffs you're seeing some pretty special talent at division two you kind of mark some of those names down take a mental note you know they're going to come back around yes or longer be playing yeah absolutely i think one of those brandon carr yeah was with the chiefs for quite a while one of the bigger ones defensive back for uh for grand valley state yeah he had he had several really good years um you know especially considering coming out of division two uh played well you never would have guessed he came out of division two when he the way he played in the nfl but yeah he was he was a part of that as well and you know there's so many great names from northwest that that played in those games you think of the josh lambersons the xavier omans the uh, uh rafael robinson saw the the rector rector brothers play against i mean there's just so many names that you can go on and on and on about that played in those games and bring great memories for bearcat fans we want to take a moment to remind you that bearcat rewind is brought to you by the northwest foundation providing support for the northwest alumni association and the university's funding needs since 1971 more information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash foundation. And Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. This should be a good one this weekend as Northwest fans thinking about making that trip up to Allendale, Michigan. One of the great places in the nation to watch a football game, too. We love Bearcat Stadium. Yeah. Uh, they've got tremendous facilities up there, too. Uh, Northwest, if they want to get to where they want, want to go, it's going to take that road dog mentality. Yep. 2005, the first national championship meeting between Northwest and Grand Valley State. That was the road dog team. The Bearcats had a chance late, made that a great game, uh, marched down the field 81 yards in 4 minutes, 15 seconds. Unfortunately, they needed 85 yards yeah. to cap that drive. But still, I mean, this is a team that, boy, if you come out and knock off Grand Valley, who's the best team in the country, I mean, you have the chance to kind of do what that 05 team did and make an unprecedented run. Yeah, and another part of that 05 game that you're talking about, that, that last drive was tremendous, you know, greatly exciting. Not only did we fall just a hair short with uh, Raphael Robinson making that grab, but if you think about two plays later, um, it was either first or second down. We were on the 17. Lamberson throws a pass into the end zone to EJ Faulkner, and we, th I, when the ball was in the air, I thought we won it because it was twenty-one seventeen, I believe, at the time. As the ball's in the air, I'm like, Northwest is just about to win this, and then the, it ends up being a drop, and it, they didn't get it. And Lambo got sacked on the next play, and then uh, was able to get the ball to Raphael, who. Almost got it. Was like the Tennessee Titans Rams Super Bowl. You know, that was just about 
there for Tennessee, but it, was, it felt like one of those things. But, yeah, a few plays earlier, we had a chance to cap off that great drive with a touchdown and just ended up not getting it. Wasn't our year that year. And you know what? That, that happens sometimes. That makes it so much sweeter when it does turn around and become yeah. your year. You think later, uh, was it 2008 was the – essential ice bowl against grand valley state yep. here almost yep. the 98 yard run the next year 2009 they knock off grand valley state in the national championship is there one i mean i can't talk about uh xavier with that run but is there one of those plays a big moment you know you think about jake soy and blake bowls the next year on fourth and fourth and one fourth and four whatever it was they throw to the end zone of the touchdown yeah. one of those that kind of stands out more boy uh I mean, unfortunately for me, the one when we talk about this is that drop in the end zone that pops up. You hate to, to think on the negative side, but there were so many good plays for both teams, but especially for Northwest. And when you get into the playoffs, you not only have to be good, obviously you have to be good, but you need a few few things to kind of bounce your way. You know, I don't want to call it luck because you kind of create your own luck, but you need a few things to kind of go your way that could go either way, you know, and it just felt like during these times and when Northwest was making all those trips to Florence, that all those little things went our way. You know, the football doesn't bounce straight ever because of the way it's shaped, but it always seemed to be bouncing the right direction for Northwest at those times. So there's a lot of them that stick out um, just because, Oh, that could have gone either way, but it went the right way. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we think about Grand Valley State. Where do they rank when you think about rivals that Northwest has across the board, regardless if it's in conference or out of conference? How high do you stack them up? So when I look at rivalries and when people talk about rivalries, um, I kind of see two different types of rivalries, a geographical rivalry and then a competitive rivalry. And sometimes those cross over. You know, sometimes you've got both. But, you know, when we talk about Missouri Western, that's always going to be a geographical rival. You know, there's been a few years where it was a crossover, but that's always geographical. You talk about your Pittsburgh States, you know, and, and Washburn. Washburn always plays Northwest Tough in football, you know. Those are, those are kind of competitive rivalries. Yeah, a little bit with distance and location because they're not far. They're in our conference, that sort of thing. But when you talk about strictly competitive rivalry, I would put Grand Valley at the top of that outside of the conference. You know what I mean? Because we've seen so many different teams, and a lot of teams we've seen multiple times in the playoffs. But when you see a team six times in the playoffs, and one of those two is probably winning the national championship, then that really creates a rivalry. You know, what's a funny story about rivalry is going down to Florence. Um, one year, and I can't remember the years this was, but it was a year we faced them in the playoffs. And every year, the hotel that the team stays in rotates. They, they move the team at that time. Well, Northwest goes in the next year. We're playing Grand Valley again the next year. And our team hotel was loaded with Grand Valley State fans because the year before, they were so confident they were going to get back, they all made their reservations for the next year in that hotel because it had been their team hotel, not thinking that it may not necessarily be your team hotel next year. So there, it was kind of interesting, and I know there was a, a little bit of nervousness. You know, nothing happened, nothing bad, but you always get a little bit nervous when you've got your team in there and the opposing fans you know, in the same hotel, <laughs> nothing happened. So that's a good thing, but it was always fun going down there. And, you know, we'd always hear from people and the people that we knew and met, you know, we, 
oh, we'd so much rather have you guys here than Grand Valley, you know, and you're thinking, oh, you're, you're probably saying that to Grand Valley too, you know, we'd much rather have you guys here than Northwest or whatever, but um, it just felt like, you know, when we talk about Northwest fans traveling, not only do they travel, they represent well, you know, and, and they don't, they aren't doing things that make uh, a location like that thing man, I hope they don't make it. You know, you never heard that about Northwest Missouri State. So, yeah, I remember that being a kind of a nerve-wracking year because it was a pretty big hotel, and it was loaded with uh, black and blue for sure. Well, so that 2018 game when you guys went back up to Allendale for the mm-hmm. first time since 84 and you're calling that one. Um, and I wasn't there, but just from what I gathered, talking to John a little bit here and there, Grand Valley State, respectful. Yes. They get beat by Northwest. Northwest going to Ferris State the next week. All of a sudden, you think about the Bearcat and Missouri Western rivalry. It's similar to that, to whereas, like, you know, Grand Valley State's kind of the northwest of that rivalry. You right, know? right, a, yeah. A little, bit, a little more classy. Well, and <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's probably part of the reason why that conversation after that game in 18, they were like, oh, you're going to be. I was probably, I hope you beat them that bad type of the situation, you know, because they're, they're just as close up there, you know. Matter of fact, when we went back the next week, we stayed in the same hotel that we stayed in for the Grand Valley matchup because those two schools are so close and you know coaches if you win and you can stay in routine you stay in routine and and that's what they did so yeah i think they were kind of hoping they that we'd be able to knock off ferris as we were so we did pick up some uh some black and blue fans (laughs) that following week (laughs) northwest taking on grand valley state this weekend in the second round of the ncaa division two playoffs so we don't have you on the bearcat radio network anymore you're retired from that yes still active you're the the voice of the bearcats as far as public address announcer for home games and also staying pretty busy running Rapid Elite, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that was one of the reasons, well, one of the two reasons. One, my kids were getting to a point where they were participating in their own sporting events and stuff, and I, I, I wanted to miss as little of that as possible. And you know, as you know, there's a lot of travel involved when when you're following the Bearcats, which is fun. And I thought, you know, this is a few years. I'll, I'll get out of it, run the business, you know, we'll see what happens. Now the business is busy enough that I think it's going to have to stick that way, which is, a, which is a good thing. But, um, yeah, those memories are built. And, you know, now with the, the public address announcing, I get to, I get to help with six different sports, you know, we were talking baseball, softball, indoor track, volleyball, all that. And it is just so cool to see all the athletes and, and the success that has grown, I don't want to say out of football, but now we see that success and a high level of success in all the sports or most of the sports, most years. And that is so cool to see success from other programs other than just one, no matter what it is. So I'm really enjoying it because, yeah, I don't have the travel. Somebody lets me have a microphone every once in a while, which is pretty cool. (laughs) And getting the opportunity to really, really, you know, get a deeper dive and, and get close to these other programs at Northwest. It's been an unbelievable fall for the second straight year, really thinking about what Northwest has done across the board with these athletics, of course, starting up winter sports now, too. Uh, as a PA at times, you probably have to, like, all right, got to manufacture some excitement here and kind of get things going. Yeah. First ever MIAA regular season title for volleyball was clinched at home against UCO. Yeah. There's no need to manufacture. That is just straight emotion coming out at that point. Absolutely. You know, and, and what was really cool about that is um, – I was there as a fan at volleyball when Washburn was undefeated and number one in the nation and volleyball at that time. And I can't remember the year, but they weren't, we weren't ranked, you know? So you thought, okay, Washburn's going to come in. We win that thing. And the place was just going nuts, you know? And, And as a fan, that was fun to experience, you know? And now as the PA announcer, 
obviously still just as fun. And yeah, the excitement level for that, we, we had some huge wins at home this year, you know, that led to that championship and, you know, great crowds. Um, you know, some of the crowds in the past were kind of sparse at volleyball, not anymore. You know, there's always great crowds. The, the, the football guys were coming out and filling the stands, you know, and, and getting into it. They weren't just there to hold down a seat. They were getting into it. And that makes it more fun when you can get the, the students and other uh, teams involved with the community cheering on Bearcats. And you see it across the board now. And, it, and that's what I think makes it so much fun is, is just seeing the support for all the programs, not just one or two of the programs. And that success you're talking about leads to that support. It's been awesome to watch. The new student group section that we've kind of seen develop, Bearcats and Blazers. Yeah. Will we see you in a Blazer you know, joining them? It, it'd be more likely to see me in a Blazer than back when the shirtless Bearcats were going to playoff games and it was 10 degrees and they were still shirtless. Uh, you'd be less likely to see me in that, which <laughs> – everybody's thankful for but <laughs> no it would be it would be cool uh I, I love seeing stuff like that that's what college athletics is about you know stuff like that just having fun a group of students just kind of coming up with something quirky fun having fun with it you know and cheering on their team and, and so it's been fun to see those guys and, and what they're doing and uh hopefully help i say they're they're trying to raise a little money so they can get up to, <laughs> to michigan so hopefully everybody can help them out and get them up to michigan but yeah, that's what it's about, you know. We love it as a community. We're blessed as a community to have the athletics that we have and to see student engagement like that is that's what that's what Saturdays and and well, any day that a Northwest team is playing, that's what it's about, you know. So, and that student support helps when you talk about, you know, the community getting an opportunity to have good teams and good programs and good fun, good family entertainment. Mm -hmm. You know, all of that mixes together into Maryville and the Northwest Missouri area just being so blessed with, with what's going on in the athletic department right now. It's been fun to watch from the media perspective. It's also been fun to have the opportunity to get to know yourself over the years, yes. build a friendship, and uh, absolutely be able to spend you know a little bit of time here on some Saturdays and, and Wednesdays and Thursdays together. But well, you know, I, I still remember the year down in Florence uh, when you were trying to work after the game yeah, <laughs> when you were that. when you were in tv and you're trying to do your your live shot and i was right next to you outside of the shot but just standing there perfectly still not doing anything and, <laughs> and you just couldn't you couldn't help but laugh and and so i eventually had to walk away but yeah that, that, that's awesome you know with the media people that we work with all the time and even outside of that you know that's another thing is a lot of times with media you don't get to talk to the radio guys or the people that do that sort of stuff as a fan. But that's just so different here. It's just like all the fans getting to go down on the field, you know, after the, the football game and, and shaking hands with the players, taking pictures. That's something else that makes it special, you know. I'm sure you have it just like I do. People come up and ask you about something they heard about or whatever to make sure, hey, is this a rumor? And I think that is so neat getting the opportunity to interact with fans, interact with each other and all of that. Just another cog in the wheel that is Northwest Athletics and what makes it so special. It's awesome to be a part of and love to have it here and love being a part of Maryville and Northwest Missouri State yeah. as a whole. It's yeah. 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 I just, I hear other schools and, and other programs talk about family and culture and all that. And I just feel like they're throwing out words and, and in at Northwest Missouri State, they live it. And there, there's, you can tell a difference between saying it, want it to happen and living it. 
You know, you don't have to talk about it as much around Northwest Missouri State anymore because they are living it and everybody sees it, and and that's that's special. That's why you get good top quality athletes to come here because they know their experience from top to bottom is going to be tremendous. And let's just hope that keeps rolling for every program. Why not? Yeah. Get it going this week in Northwest taking on Grand Valley State in the second round of the D2 playoffs. Matt, always appreciate the time. Hey, do a good job. I'll be here uh, doing basketball on Saturday, so we're going to have the uh, the computer up and make sure that we kind of one eye on basketball, one eye on, you know, that sort of thing. But when you're successful and you have teams in the postseason, you got to use both eyes in two different directions right. and keep an eye on everybody. <laughs> and then we'll get a debriefing on Sunday before the women's game against Peru State. Exactly, exactly. Can't beat it. That's Matt Gorder joining us here on the podcast. He's a Northwest Missouri State alum. He was a broadcaster for 20 years on the Bearcat Radio Network and now serves as the public address announcer for Northwest Missouri State Athletics. This weekend, Northwest football taking on Grand Valley State in the second round of the playoffs. 11 a.m. pregame on KXCV KLRNW with a kick coming at noon. Be sure to check out some of our archived episodes of Bearcat Rewind, including one last week with Wayne Cavati as he got us set for these playoffs, as well as looking ahead to Northwest Missouri State men's basketball for the season. And prior to that, we had an episode with Elijah Green, Zach Howard, and Braden Wright from Northwest Football. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast, and I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving across Bearcat Nation. I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next week.